0: (laughs) Okay, here we are again. Another day, another horror movie. Welcome to 31 Days of Halloween. This is the 2021 edition, horror movie number 13. This time we're doing Shudder, a lot of Shudder, Shudder heavy sort of uh, viewing list this year. I don't go by any particular order. It just, it's, I go by how I feel. And today, uh, we watched, I watched, who's we? I, I watched The Boy Behind the Door, made in 2020, starring This Is Us's Lonnie Chavis. Chavis? Chavis? Lonnie plays Randall as a child in the 90s, in the, in the late 80s, on This Is Us. So you might... Recognize him, but he's in this film. And it's basically the best way to describe it. It's I don't have anything written here. I'm just going off notes. It's Home Alone with pedos. It's Home Alone meets people under the stairs, except with pedos. You know, with uh, uh, child, that sort of thing. I'm not going to say that word. I got to dance around it because of YouTube. Um, basically, two kids are abducted, kidnapped. By, I guess the word is seasoning house, kind of not a seasoning house, whatever. It's a, a, a kidnapped house, like a like a dungeon house, whatever. And just a lot of cat and mouse stuff. Uh, Lonnie is like the he plays the hero. You know, he's best friends with another kid, and the other kid is being held hostage, and they just have to ne- negotiate and navigate. And the movie starts off. It is really grim. This stuff really terrifies me. You know, I don't, I can watch anything horror. I've talked about this when we did the Megan is Missing thing on the channel. Check that out. I talked about how I can watch anything. Nothing bothers me. Nothing really bothers me. I can pretty much watch anything. But when it involves children, that's the thing that makes my blood run cold with terror. And it probably has to do with the fact that I'm a father. I just, I, you know, I know it sounds like such a, weird, cliche, you know, 65-year-old women thing to say. Something my grandmother, Doris, would say. God rest, Doris. I weep for the children. I weep for the children. And so to see these two children taken uh, was very uh, hard for me to sort of stomach and uh, watch. And, you know, just some notes along the way. So, you know, one of the kids, Lonnie, the kid that Lonnie plays, escapes. And, And, you know, the thing about Lonnie is I sort of, He's like an avatar for my son. Okay, uh, I'm clearly not a black guy. Lonnie is black, um, but Lonnie is like the black version of my son. They have they they have a similar energy to them. He just reminds me so much of my 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 boy. I have a six year old son. I don't know how I'm sure Lonnie is much older, but you know, probably like twelve or something. But they have a similar energy. So I really like. I'm really concerned for his well-being in this film. You know, I, I think of my, I'd be concerned for any kid's well-being, but it just, obviously it's a little deeper because the, the the kid reminds me of my son, you know, the black version of my son, whatever. I don't know how else to say that. It's a weird, weird thing to say, but it's true. Um, and, you know, he goes up against one of the, the, the pedo capture, you know, kidnappers and uh, stabs him in the gut with a knife. And, you know, I noticed right off the bat, you know, people always instantly die from body wounds, you know? Like, he gets stabbed right in, like, the side and, like, instantaneously goes unconscious and dies. And I feel like unless you're stabbed in, like, the heart or whatever, it's just, I don't know, it's not realistic. But basically, Lonnie is trying to rescue his other friend, and there is there is some hard stuff to sort of see. But the, the thing that, was, that the movie does really well is, is that it takes incredibly grim, incredibly rough subject matter that is hard to stomach and sort of implies things. Like, I thought the way that they captured something that happens to actual children in real life, I thought they did a wonderful job. Like, they did a good job of implying without, like, feeling like it was brutal. And, and I have really respect and appreciate them for, for doing it, there's a moment where he finds a super old-fashioned rotary telephone. And, you know, you know, they always hear today, we always talk about how with today's text, so many movie problems get solved, Like in, like in Romeo and Juliet. With a simple text message, Romeo and Juliet avert tragedy. So it's interesting to see these little kids refer to a rotary phone as like the type of phone you see in films. And that their salvation may in, may lie in something that they don't know how to use. They're, they're like, oh, you have to connect, like, a wire that looks like a modem cable to it. You know, like, they don't, like, this is alien to them. For us, it's not alien, but to them, it's alien. It's interesting. Uh, there's a really grisly broken nail. And I thought it was a great way to build ch- tension through something that was painful and scary without resorting to hurting kids in a pedo kind of way. I like this approach. We don't need to see that. You know what I mean? Um, There's one scene where the kid is like going to take this heavy grate and break his own leg and he didn't have to do it for it to be so shocking and terrifying. It's just that he's he's chained to this radiator thing he needs to escape because he's trying to like survive. And we know what happens to, to the other children who are taken because we find a there's a pile of bloody clothes and there's a, a stack of Polaroids and you know, we don't see anything graphic in the Polaroids but a lot of, is, plenty is implied as to what happens. This is a processing house. They take them in, they do their thing and they dispose of, of them afterwards. It's heartbreaking and real. That happens to children. That does happen to children. That's what's so terrifying and scary. And so this kid's going to break his own leg to get out of a chain with this great. It's just brutal. Um, I saw a lot of tribute to The Shining with the axe. There's this whole scene in the bathroom. Lonnie locks himself in a bathroom and you have a, a, an unseen uh, assailant, who's the other, you know, sort of kidnapper, who is axing down the door, you know, beat for beat, frame for frame, just like in Stanley Kubrick's cinematic version of The Shining. And it's, you know what I said? I said it's, it's something, obviously it was a tribute to The Shining, I think. But he, whether it was or was not, it's something that is now so iconic that you can't you can't do it by coincidence like if you're doing it this is the reason why you're doing it you know what I mean uh there's a moment at 49 minutes and 20 seconds where you know they eventually the, the kid Lonnie successfully does call the police from the rotary phone someone's canvassing the area but I thought that they had traced the call to the house. So the cops do show up at 4920 and I write if this is the police then the film is over cuz there's no way that whoever the kidnappers is going to sweet talk the police. The police are have have come to the door, that's the end of the film. But there is a reveal and I'm like why aren't they showing this person, right? Like we're expecting it to be a man and I called this before the reveal. I called it and I was right. Uh, as the as the axe wielder is coming down the stairs, we start to realize that, you know, maybe not as all as it seems. And when she answers the door to the police officer, it is a woman. So uh, the, the nastiest woman who ever lived. One of them. I mean, she's just a nasty, na a, a pure evil, pure evil woman. And, you know, um, cop comes in the house and she buries an axe in the cop's gut, and it's just like Scatman Crothers in The Shining. So that's the second Shining reference, and then they do one more Shining thing. There's a lot of Shining stuff in here, in addition to People Under the Stairs. And then I wrote, "Holy, holy crap!" A little kid gets shot. Yes, that it does happen, and it's crazy. And um, they find the set. They find the set that they do all their shooting on, if you know what I mean. And it's so upsetting, dude. It's so upsetting to see, even though it's like not a real film, it's dramatized, it's still upsetting because it's real. This happens to real children. Um, I was very happy when Lonnie cuts off the kidnapper's finger um, with uh, gardening shears. I thought that was great. I've never like rooted for something like that. I was like, well, I mean, I have, but like, you know, I just, I was very happy. Like there was no, I, I felt, you feel zero empathy for these people. Um, I did roll my eyes hard when they're saved by the cop with the gun. I wanted these kids to outsmart uh, the the that the the, the kidnapper. I, I was a little annoyed that these two kids who are so resourceful and managed to stop one guy. You know, he gets killed. He gets a knife to the gut. You can't stop this this woman with an axe. I feel like they should have been able to outsmart her and. Um, would I recommend this film? I don't know. I don't know if it's something I would want other people to see. I, I don't know if I rec- recommend it. It's like the type of film like it has no rewatch value. None of any film with that kind of subject matter has zero re- rewatch value. You you watch it once and you're like, you 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 feel like really depressed and like sad inside, and then you're like, okay, uh, I'm never gonna watch that again. So. That's kind of how I feel about this movie. So it was it was okay. Um, nothing particularly special. Like I said, a, a very a, a premise of people under the stairs meets Home Alone with pedos um, and tributes to The Shining. And that's it. That's all I got to say about that. I'll see you tomorrow with another film, kids. Bye.